The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Alright, so let's start with introductions and what you do for KC Metaphysical. Uh, I'm Gigi Woodman and I'm one of the organizers of this event. Yeah. And I'm Sylvia Valatin, I'm the other organizer of the event. How long has this event been going? Uh, we started them in 2010. Wow, that's good. Yeah. A while. And what? Sorry, has it grown substantially? Maybe. Yeah, our yeah. first event had, for the weekend, I think there was like 225 people. And we get you know, about fifteen hundred now. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what made you decide to start it? Well, actually, we were at some big party where some readers were supposed to show up, and they didn't show up. And so Sylvia and a friend of ours, who was one of the original people who started this with us and is no longer with us for that, but um, they did the readings for them because no one showed up, and they just had a great time doing it. And they're like, "Wow, this would be really fun!" And I was like. Why don't we just do our own psychic fair? And they were like, uh -huh. I said, No, really, we could do that. How hard could it be? <laughs> Famous last words. How hard could it yeah. be? But we, but we knew a lot of people in the community that did readings and that were sold things at shows because we've gone to psychic fair for years and met all those folks. And so we knew we had a pool of people we knew. And so then it was just kind of a question of, okay, finding a venue, doing some advertising, that kind of thing. And I mean, it worked out. It worked out, obviously. Yeah, we're having a great time. Cool. Yeah, met a lot of interesting people. Learn a lot more than you know. You think you know something about a subject, mm -hmm. and then you go talk to somebody and just yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, things are changing, and they keep changing, and oh, yeah. people are learning, and it's sort of like an unending experience of learning, exactly. really. Oh, yeah. it just really. So you guys actually have three shows a year, right? Mm -hmm. We do now, yeah. How, does it, most of the same vendors come to the same, the different ones, or do they switch up? They, they switch up a little. It, it kind of depends on what's going on with vendors and where they are, and we're trying to, we try to work that out so we can switch it up some, yes. But we do have some primary, like, what, what you call, um, oh, sort of anchor vendors. Anchor vendors. Like, yeah. And like, they're always busy, so. And they're yeah. in different locations? Or are they here? They're all here. Because the previously you were at a few different places. Right, right. right. Yeah. But we've always just held the show in one place wherever we had it. But we had okay. we, we finally moved away from the hotels because of the issues with hotels. And this place loves us and we love them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. What are you looking to do with the future? Just grow it? or? I mean, the ambition has been to grow it because there's there's a lot going on with that. I mean, part of the idea for all of this was, um, other than that they to have fun, was initially the idea was that... Um, we really wanted to bring communities together and build spirituality in Kansas City. Yeah. And I personally wasn't all that choosy about what spirituality because we all have our own thing. And uh, so as long as it's it's not you know mean spirited, I'm I'm cool with it. You know. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of the thing was to build community here, and that's I I feel like this fair has been doing that steadily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As far as expansion, it's like there's. I don't know that we'd really necessarily add many more here. 
But we are actually, uh, we have another partner, and we're doing some shows in other towns under a different name. It's under the Crossroads Metaphysical name. And so that'll be St. Louis, Oklahoma City, well, Midwest City, it's a suburb of Oklahoma City, and Tulsa. So, and those are all going to happen this year as well. Um, tell everybody where to find the information about the, the KC Metaphysical Fair. So, um, our website is www.kcmetaphysical.com. We also have a Facebook page, KC Metaphysical, and in there you can find the events. And usually our Facebook has more up-to-date information or at least more detailed information. So um, one of the things we like is to do those. We really started doing a lot of workshops. Some of the other shows had very few, yeah. and so we make sure we have workshops every hour. So people can learn something too, not just come here and be like, okay, I'm going to buy something or get a reading, but actually learn. And those change all the time. Yeah. I mean, there's a few sometimes that are real similar, but uh, like the spirit galleries, those are kind of a consistent feature and, you know, pretty crowded usually. But uh, some of the others just vary. It's like, what do other vendors want to do and talk about? Um, uh, so event planners, I'm one myself. What's something you've learned over the years? <laughs> Detailed contracts. Yeah. yeah, the contract grew substantially over a few first few years. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I I think that one of the things that happens here that is like I I don't know how you felt when you go in the room, but this we really try not to have people here that just have a bad attitude or yeah. have what we feel like is just lousy energy. And we really want vendors and readers and people that are happy, happy to be here. They like people. They want to do what they're doing. They're not just here to get money. Um, and so the feeling of that room and the feeling of the people and the community and people actually happy, being happy here, it, yeah. it, because that's healing. So um, that's really one of the most important things to this event, and I think that's one of the primary reasons it probably is still here. Mm -hmm. Well, and we do a vetting process on all of our readers. Yeah. So it's not, you know, when you sit down with somebody to get a tarot reading, it's not somebody that just learned how to read tarot cards three months ago. Right. It's somebody who's done it for a while, professional, maybe done some online stuff or a lot of other fairs, read somewhere locally or out of town, and we've had them, they're interested, so they come in town from, you know, St. Louis or somewhere. So Gigi usually ends up being the... <laughs> Yeah, guinea pig for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> well, do you have any other questions? No, I mean, uh, no question necessarily to say that it, it was a great event. Yeah. I mean, it's my first time being at this mm -hmm. event. Um, I didn't know. What I hope it won't event. be your last. No, it won't. <laughs> it, it really won't be. Like, I'm, like, I didn't know what to expect coming here. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm having a blast. Met a lot of people that, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have talked to or crossed paths with. Mm -hmm. Um, doing what I do, but now that I've stepped out of my comfort zone and mm -hmm. came here, well, I say comfort zone, but you know, You're like expanded, usual. Yeah, expanded my comfort zone mm -hmm. a little bit, I guess you could say. Um, touch base with that, a lot of different aspects of what mm -hmm. other people do. It's, it's, yeah. it's been a joy. I've had a great time. I yeah, think we thank you guys for yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I think we see a really good cross section of people mm -hmm. here. I, I'm, I've sat at some other fairs, and we've had volunteers who come here and volunteer for some other fairs. And pretty the gen, the general consensus is they see a different kind of cross section of people, all ages, all different ethnicities. Mm -hmm. If there's just no, it's like everybody come here, yeah, that's and that's we and that's the way we feel earlier. about it. It's like yeah. I don't care. Everybody yeah. needs to be here, and that's just the way it should be. There has been a couple times, and it, it wasn't. I don't know if anybody else noticed it. I've noticed it two or three times where everybody will quiet at the same time. It feels 
Yeah, the first time. Not bad, but yeah. noticeable. Hmm. I, I don't know what it was. It happened in there once, and then happened out here once. Interesting. And it was a different kind of feeling. I don't know why everybody quiet. I mean, I'm sure it happens in events and stuff. Yeah. But when we were standing in line for food, I noticed it because it was really loud, and then all of a sudden, like the room was quiet. Huh. And then we were sitting up here doing an interview, and everybody down there was being really loud. And then it just quieted. It only lasted like 30 seconds each time. But yeah, it, it was like everybody was in sync at that moment. Hmm. That's what I told my line. I said, everybody starts uh, turning in the same direction and looking at something. <laughs> I said, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, nobody did. Yeah. Interesting. It's an interesting. Yeah, we've gotten some great interviews, and we still have a few lined up cool. with people. and. We're gonna come back tomorrow. At least I am. I don't know if you can make it. I probably will make it, but yeah, we're trying to get the ones we can, but we don't want to take away from the vendors. Right. Well, and if they're slower tomorrow afternoon, that might be yeah. it too. Yeah. And this has been a pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And our next one's in July. It's like mm -hmm. I believe July 13, 14, 15. Yeah. See, I told you it was painless. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys came out and having a good time. Yeah. So, you having fun, Eric? Yes. Okay, you need to look a little more excited. I am Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, we stepped outside and we're with Daniel Donovan of Reconnection. And why don't you tell us what you're about? How did you get, well, actually, let's start at the beginning. How did you get into this? Yeah. What you do? What made you start going to events like this mm -hmm. and expanding what you do and then tell us about the big event you have. Well, I feel like um, I've been on this kind of expansion, quote, quote, esoteric spiritual path for about 15 years. And um, I personally, I facilitate breathwork um, and the breathwork sessions are what I like to call 10,000 years of counseling in three hours. So basically how that works is you come in we do it's a group session and we do um an opening circle and processing and then we do put you put a blindfold on and lay down on the ground and listen to an hour of my music while you do this simple breath that i teach you all my music is attuned to the chakra so it takes people on a journey through those centers and then at the end we talk about what you went through and people can experience everything from physical, emotional, and mental and spiritual release. Most of the time, all four. So, um, Reconnection is my company with Laura Lockton, my partner. And we just bought 122 acres of land uh, outside of Lawrence, Kansas. And we're doing two three-day events this year. The first one is a donation-based event, which is we're going to have lots of workshops and yoga and music and have all the fun. We'll have vendors and food and all that stuff out on our land. That Do you allow donate. podcast vendors? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Absolutely. And so um, that one's a donation-based event because we, we just got the land, so we're just opening it up so that, you know, we can just have some fun with some cool people on our land. Yeah. And the second one is the last weekend of uh, September, and that's going to be a thousand-person event, and it's going to be bigger and and more vendors and more of of uh, what we're going to do in April. Mm -hmm. So um, we have aerial performances and fire dancing performances and um, acro yoga performances. I personally do acro yoga. My partner Laura, she does silks and lira, um, and that's the aerial mm -hmm. yeah. um, stuff. And so. <clears throat> 
We also have a performance group called the Reconnective Experience. You can find that on YouTube and kind of check out our Cirque Nouveau kind of um, act that we bring to towns and other events as well. Um, what was the other question? Um, I'm just how did you get into uh, coming to events like these? Well, um, actually last winter, uh, Sylvia called me, I contacted her and um, I just moved here to Kansas about a year and a half, two years ago from Colorado. And so I wasn't really um, connected to the community too much. And I, she, something happened with another vendor and I just got in. It's kind of hard to get into these mm -hmm. metaphysical fairs sometimes. And, and it's just been amazing. It's, uh, it's been amazing. This is my second, this is our second time back with the reconnection vending, which we have um, live or jewelry and um, art handmade by friends of ours. So one thing in re, uh, so I guess like our motto would be to help inspire people towards embodiment and believing that they can create abundance by doing what they love. So. Sounds good. You know, you mentioned YouTube. Is there anywhere else to find everything? That you Reconnections on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I think we're on in LinkedIn too. I don't use that too much, but that's spelled a little bit differently than, than someone abs would say. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Good, good thought. I'll R, put that in the show uh, notes, but yeah, R E K I N E C T I O N. And that's really all about the fact that it takes an active, an action, you know, of, to be able to reconnect. Cause we believe that every person, um, has all the information of the universe inside of them. They don't have to look outside of themselves to help for help or any of the things that I'm not saying that's bad to look for help outside of yourself, but we've, I feel like we've really gotten into the patterning of looking outside of ourselves to take care of the ailments or the, or the diseases or the resistance that we have in our experience. Um, and we believe all of that's inside. Yeah. So, sure. yeah. Any other questions? No, I just want to kind of cap it off what he said. Like it really struck me like, yeah, it's a self-help, but almost everything that you're going through, you can develop and, and, you know, help yourself. Everybody now is quick to pull out their smartphone and get something yeah. to Google or run to the drugstore or do this or, you know, self-medicate and this and that. But yeah. that, that, if we can all just, uh, align with those thinkings and maybe we'd all be in a better place absolutely and we really like try to live because you know it's there's people waking up you know and i feel like um in places like kansas city it's getting better now obviously that i that I, i've heard and i used to i went to college here 10 years ago but when you're like when you're waking up and you start getting these you know this new information um it's hard to see like well, where do i fit in now you know, most people, you know, they tell they can't tell their families or their churches or any of this stuff because they'll be like, oh, you need, you know, to be exercised or something. So that's why it's cool. Like what we're doing, we really want to give people the space to, to be able to integrate that information, that new information that they're receiving. Yeah. yeah, to be themselves and, and you know, I can say all the words in the world, but usually what works is my actions and showing people that it can be done is, is exactly. it's happening. So. My last question was to be give a few words for anybody that might be on the fence of looking into something like your events and what you do. Right. But you said you didn't use words to do that. Well, you can use words. I can to use words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would I would really encourage uh, people who are on the fence of of following that path and are diving into a new version of themselves just to have the courage and realize that there are people here in Kansas City in the northern Kansas area who are going through the same things and there's uh fun that's another thing fun like we don't take it too seriously you know what i mean uh -huh. this isn't a religion we're trying to build i don't want you to get inside of you you know not 
out, that's what, you know, the religion things outside of us, you know, yeah. I want people to get into them so that they're like, oh, I can do what I love and, and, and trying to remove and uh, detach from all of those thought patterns that are keeping them from that. So I would encourage people just to know that there are people who are having fun yeah. doing this stuff, doing what they love and, and creating not only survival, but thrivival is what I like to call it. Thro thrivival. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of what the ectoplasm show is about. We talk about anything, really, anything. Mm -hmm. We're, we talk about a lot of paranormal stuff and a lot of Taboo. metaphysical stuff, all kinds yeah. of stuff. And we, we take a, a humorous approach to it. And, uh, but we're, we're not the, there's a difference between the type of people that make fun of a certain thing and then right. have humor about something. Yeah, totally. And I think... I mean, I think anybody... I say anybody. I mean, you, anybody can walk in anywhere, especially you know, a metaphysical place like this, and you can just poke fun at anything you want to see. Yeah. It's out of their realm. It's out of their, their norm and stuff like that. See, but, it's not out of my realm, but I make fun of it still. You yeah. Know? <laughs> that's how we are. Exactly. So, like, you know, with us, we're paranormal investigators, and we, uh, the conspiracy theorists and stuff like that. That's that's all we do. I and mean, we look yeah. it up, we read stuff, we hear th we hear some crazy things. Yeah. So we have humor with it, but we're not making fun of it. Right. We're like, hey, she could be on to something, or he could yeah. be on to something. Let's or, go know. check out some data and exactly. see what's going on. That's why I say, well, hey, we're more than willing to jump in with you and check this out and Heck yeah. You know, so, We'd yeah. love to see you guys at well, one I'm of our events and yeah. come come to a tent. And you could, man, I, I bet you one of our festivals would be yeah. awesome to right. interview people and yeah. get a festival show would be pretty sweet. I oh, think. yeah. That'd be fun. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. For coming on. Okay. So we're here with Sonia Begonia from Ra Moon Hawk Wands. <laughs> and uh, how long have you been coming to this? Event. This is just our second time here, so we just came last year for the first time, and everybody was really open and interested in learning, so we yeah. came back. <laughs> do you go to any other events? Oh yeah, we do all over the country. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. So you're not yeah. based out of Kansas City? No, we're oh, from okay. Chicago. Chicago, okay. Yeah. So. so tell us a little bit about your wands and what you make. And okay, so we handcraft magic healing wands from all sorts of. We use crystals, sticks, stones, bones, fossils, shells, corals, antler found objects um, and what we're doing is we're combining these elements naturally into a new format so usually it's it's two stones and a centerpiece um, but they do vary but um, they're based on a vision that Ra Moonhawk had 35 years ago he was doing this, a meditation that, yes yeah, that's German in there. Santa okay. Claus <laughs> the one that looks like Santa Claus <laughs> So he had a vision um, 35 years ago that he was walking through a forest and he, on the side of the path that he was walking on, there was a stick and he went to go pick it up. And as he picked it up, he noticed that there was a crystal growing out of the end. And then when the leaves fell off the other end, he saw there was an amethyst growing out of that end. Wow. And so 35 years ago, he started creating these and this is what they are today. Um, and what they are is it's just combining, you know that certain stones have certain energies. Wow. So what it's doing is it's taking the different components and it's making a brand new energy that's never been on the planet before. And what people do with them is anything that you do with a single stone, you can do with a wand. People meditate with them. They use them for space clearing. They use them for gritting and protection, um, opening and closing circles. Reiki energy work. Um, so that's what they're used for. It's just a different format for the energy of the stones to be used. Yeah. So. so I don't know a whole lot about stones. Yes. I know a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I, what I did know, it, it got lost. Because <laughs> people, well, I had, I, there was a psychic medium that was, she was giving me stones 
five different stones. Each stone had a different meeting. One mm-hmm. was a, uh, a place that we were investigating. It had a restless spirit. So I was supposed to go bury the stone in, in the area. And then one was to help me open up. And then I, But I couldn't tell you the name of the stone or right, whatever. But, right. but I, I, just, I just know there's so much potential and there's so much activity and energy in the stones. It, it, it's it's, well, that it's was interesting. Be my, yeah. my question is this the source of most of the energy coming from the stones? Yes. Or from the person using it or both? It's both. So stones have their own energy and um, it's a very pure positive energy and it's vibrating and it's not affected by... As humans, we're walking around, we're affected by all the people that we run into, all the different experiences that we have, and so they're affecting us. The stones are not affected by that, so they're able to keep vibrating at their rate, and they want to kind of bring us up to their state of pure being. And so, yes, it's the, the vibration of the stones in the wand, but it's also the vibration of you and what your intent is that's the most important thing in anything that you do is your intent in using it so would this be a tool for people that are more advanced in this field or just a starting out tool yeah no it doesn't matter matter. where you're at Um, if you look at all of our wands are totally different Mm -hmm. so usually you're going to gravitate toward one or the other Yeah. you know and if you're gravitating towards it it means that it's got something that'll help you work on in your life right now yeah. that that you need to do so yeah um, so, like, so, no, no, no. so like you were talking about earlier like for a cleansing type purpose mm-hmm. so if i'm a paranormal investigator um if i were to need a, a wand whatever so i could take a wand with the crystals or the rocks and use it to charge the space and get rid of said energies or to calm down said energies mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so that'd be something, a, a tool that I could use? Most definitely, okay. most definitely. You would probably want to look for something. Um, usually any any of the black stones are uh-huh. for grounding and for clearing and for protection. Okay. And then clear quartz is like Formula 4 or 9 of stones. It'll do anything you program it to do. Yeah. And it's it's really good for just removing the negativity and letting... It's not just about removing the negativity because then you've got an empty space. You want to replace it with positive energy. Yeah. So. Okay. Now you, you said you travel all over the country doing yeah. this. Do you have yeah. a few events? We have listeners all over the country too. Do you have a few events coming up that people could find you at? Oh boy. It's, or maybe you it's have a list on online. Our, yeah, it's on yeah. our Facebook page under our events tab. But um, we're going... Next month we're going to Michigan... Oh, what's next month? We're going to Ohio. We're going to Cincinnati to do Victory of Light. We're going to Michigan to do what used to be called Intuitives Interactive. It's got a new name now, and I can't think of the name. But, yeah, Ohio and Michigan are next month. And there's another one that I can't think of. That's why it's online. <laughs> so it's all listed. Yeah. Okay. It's hey, hard. Can you mention the Facebook page and, and other places sure. people find you again? So we're just Ra, R-A, like the sun god mm-hmm. in Egypt. Ra, Moonhawk Wands. And we're on Facebook and Instagram. So, okay. yeah. All right. Thank you. Well, it was pretty painless, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Well, we'll just start with um, just your name and company name and what you do. And then talk a little bit about how you use drums. I'm not a part of the, their company. Okay, well, I mean, you. But I'm friends with both of them, and I have okay. been for years. It's all right. Just it's soul sounds and talk, Jules. <laughs> okay. I'll interject if I think I've okay. got anything to add. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. So, anyway, are we beginning now? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm recording. It, we'll edit it and everything. So okay. if, I just want to hear about the drums okay. and how, how you use them. Okay. Um, well, my name is Julie, and uh, this is a more of a native Indian hand drum. Hand. Yeah. They're okay. not Native American, though. Just heads up. Native That's American people called, don't like you to claim their heritage. Correct. Oh, a cracker made these, okay? Don't put that in your interview. Oh, okay. That's what um, you mean by that. Yeah. Okay. So, like, but right. when you say a Native American frame drum, people know what you're talking That's about. That's the type of drum it is, yeah. not who made it. Right. Correct. Okay. So we try it's not to put Native American in there. Okay. It's, it's flat, yeah. so... But the, that that drum right there yes. is more of a djembe drum. Okay. South African djembe. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is the frame drum. Okay. And you hold it like this, and you get you get your your heartbeat. Okay. Yeah. They're gonna play that in ceremonies. They play it for. Kinds of different things. Like for meditation, meditation. for journeying, for things yeah. like that, to um, raise energy. Because if you start out real slow with that heartbeat, and then as you build it, that's going to build the energy in your space, in your circle, in your ritual, whatnot. Yeah. So How, you, whatever, whatever you practice. Are you trying to build the energy to match your energy, or are you trying to match your energy? To that energy. This is to bring your energy up or down. Okay. This is what the it depends on the intent that you want. Right. Okay. But like generally, if you start slow and you build it up faster, that's going to raise energy. And then as like it wind, your energy winds up and peaks for your intent. Then you might slow it down to help bring yourself back down. Yeah. So you don't just leave yourself swirling out in space. You know. Um, mostly that's what you use frame drums for. Now, Ashikos and Jimbe's, we don't have a Jimbe here, but they're kind of the same. They use them to like set cadence for work. Like if they're fishing or like the women are um, fixing the nets and things like that, it's like a cadence for work to help. Help focus. Yeah, to help focus and to energize you. You know, I don't know if you get more energy when you listen to music when you're working, but I do. Yeah. So, like, I like to put on the music and blare it while I'm cleaning house. That kind of helps motivate me. So, it'll, they kind of do the same thing. And they call them medicine drums, the Native American-looking frame drums. Yeah. Call them medicine drums because they use them for, like, meditations and rites of passage um, and, like, you know... Uh, Ceremonies. Ceremonies. Because like yeah. so they don't do ritual, be they do ceremony. Anywhere from an individual by himself to a whole group of people. Right, and sometimes they'll make these powwow drums, and they're shaped like this, but they're huge, and they'll have them on a stand, and they'll have them laying flat, and like a whole bunch of people from the tribe will play at once. Yeah. Um, whatever kind of tribe it is, like, because yeah. we have drum tribe. Yeah. And that's a culmination of all kinds of people. Mm -hmm. Now, do you have things that people that live around here can come and participate in something like that? Do you run a, a drum event of any kind? Or? Um, there's a school in Lawrence at KU that actually teaches drumming. African Dylan, drumming. African drumming. Um, Dylan Bassett is the teacher of that course. And then here in Kansas City, there's a friend of ours, Kathy, has a beginner drumming classes for the djembe drumming. 
Is there going to be a Monday night drumming thing? I, I there don't know if they're doing that There is on and off Monday drumming at Loose Park at 7 yeah. o'clock on Monday nights. All kinds of drummers, Congo drummers, hand drummers, djembe drummers, they will um, come together. There'll be dancers and like uh, hoopers and things like that. And it's just kind of a fun get together, community building thing. See how I'm answering her call? And then there are some other circles in town that like deal with this specific kind of drum. I don't know where they are right now. Yeah. Um, but I really like to get involved in one since we sell so many of these things. Um, oh, and I'm Jay, Soul Sounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell us a little about, about the bowls since we're here. Oh, uh, crystal singing bowls. So they have like metal singing bowls. Um, these are crystal, they're made out of quartz. They're glass, so they're more fragile. Um, I think they excite easier. Like. You get sound out of them easier, um, but they're not portable like metal ones. Yeah. Um, but you can use them for a variety of things. So like I, you can, if you wanted to charge an item or something, you can put it in there and play it in the vibration. Well, it's pretty impressive how quickly it starts emitting. Right, I know, they excite really easily. I just picked it up, I, I felt that it was rubber. I thought it was a, something to drum, I didn't think it was. Oh yeah, and you can like tap it. You know, but if you really want to get it vibrating, um, if you like want to cleanse, a, uh, energetically cleanse a space, but you don't like smoke, you don't like the smell of sage, um, you're somewhere that you can't do that. Like, um, you know, like if you were doing a healing at a hospital or something, you can't burn candles and sage. You can do sound healing, and so you could clear a space that way. Um, you could put water in it and charge it and drink it and like, you know. Um, they're all tuned to notes, and the notes kind of line up with your chakras, so you can use them for chakra alignment, opening them, balancing them, um, or you can just play them like notes, yeah. and you know harmonically, and play songs with them. Um, we don't even have the whole set right now, so people have bought some different ones, but um, you know that's uh, they're very loud. They'll revibrate this whole room if we get them going. If you play them loud enough, they'll actually break. Like the vibration will will shatter them. Um, but you have to play them pretty loud to do that. Uh, yeah, and they'll even like excite each other. Like the ones that are it's in harmonics with. You get one going pretty good. The other one will start to sing a little bit too. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and we had crystal tuning forks, which do the same thing, um, but they don't get loud. Yeah. So, like, some people find these very intense, um, and they're like, oh, God, that's, you know, whatever. Um, really, probably that's the chakra they need to work on, but whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not here to judge. Um, so, but those are not quite as loud, but you still get the sound vibration, so you can still use that, like, for healing yeah. sessions or whatnot. Well, thank you. Oh, yeah. Being interviewed. Thank you for talking to me. So, so, Ubuntu is just another way yeah. to help help us remember that you know it doesn't matter what color we are, it doesn't matter where we go to church, it doesn't matter if we go to church at all. Mm -hmm. That we still have the commonality that we're you know it's it's not it's not money that goes and builds that bridge. No. It's the people. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we are the the most the, the most valuable source there is you know because without us there is no bridge the money is just a way to use people yes and to control them okay you can admit with it that that um the way things are going especially in the united states you know everybody's got everybody's got a heart you're either rich or you're poor that's it there's no middle class anymore you know um but we can become more abundant 
by our unity. Is that what the name means? Umbutu means it means um, I am because we are. Yeah. Right. Uh, at least that's my understanding of, of what the word means. I thought it meant, I thought it meant friends. It came from uh, Africa. And there's three different dialects that use the same word to mean the same thing. It's, okay. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, if you can imagine this, uh, you keep your, your job and you pay your taxes, but for three hours a week, you donate your time to Mbutu, yeah. to, to, to everybody, right? Whether it's painting a house, whether it's working in a garden, whether it's, you know, no matter what it is, if it's giving a class or, or whatever it is that you're, or you're teaching somebody, mm. you know, what it, no matter what it is, you, you donate that, that three hours a week. And then whatever is part of Unbutu, everything that we've, we've pulled together, like you, you get, like we're working on this food you can see here. Yeah. Uh, you get free organic food, right? Free, right? If we build um, wind turbines, and we create electricity, right? Yeah. We give you free electricity because we all came together, we work together. Everything is equal, no matter what your job. It's all equal. We're all equal. You know, there's no separation. We all get abundant. Now, now we don't have to pay electric bills, right? Yeah. So we've got more money, yeah. right? And so there's always going to be that guy that that, um, that 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 sits on the fence and thinks, "Well, I'm I'm doing good. I've got a good job." and I drive a nice truck and all that, you know. Eventually, when he sees everybody more abundant, because he's being charged for electricity, because he's not donating three hours a week. Yeah. Right. Michael Tellinger explains this, you know, and it makes all sense. Eventually, he's gonna come off that fence and say, "Hey, I, I want to do this too. I want to save money on electricity." You know. Who's Michael? Michael Tellinger is 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 a fellow from South Africa that um, got a hold of the word, and 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 we've been working on it to make this happen. Uh, we have a small town in in uh, um, in Canada that is that is trying this to rebuild the infrastructure of their town. They're running into problems, but we're learning. They blog every week, and 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 we learn you know where they're having problems, and and we give ideas to them, and they give us ideas, and you know we we help feed off each other um, to make this happen. But so far, they they they've been making some progress. They've had a few setbacks, but uh, but there always will be in something like this. And uh, I mean, there's going to be, there's always growing pains in something new, right? And this is kind of what we're going through now. But you know, it's it's um, it's worth it. Uh, and in the end, that everybody be abundant, and everybody have everything they need. They don't have any, you know, so that they can spend more time being who they were really meant to be, who they came here to be anyway, right? But we're so busy working and doing these jobs, you know, we don't have time to to explore our own artistic abilities or. Our, or, or our own passions, you know, because we gotta, we gotta eat, we gotta live in this house. We gotta keep paying for this land that we supposedly own. But we don't own this land because if we don't pay our taxes, we don't own that land no more. So you never own it, you never, you know what I mean? It's, 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 a mad, it's madness, the way the country is run. But we, we just wanted, we want to have more control amongst ourselves as human beings and to become abundant together and to serve each other. Uh, we have a government that, that needs to learn to start serving its people again instead of serving itself. And so we're gonna set the example of how that goes and 
we'll see what happens, you know. Uh, it probably won't happen overnight, but if we stay steady at it and, you know, e eventually it it'll happen. You know, people will become more abundant. We'll have Ubuntu's all over, you know, and you say, okay, I think I'll go over to Ohio for a while. I'm going to go. So you call Ohio and say, hey, listen, I'm an Ubuntu member, and I'm getting ready to come down there and contribute with you guys, so get me a house ready, yeah. right? You come down there, you have a house. You have everything. You, you have food and all that stuff you need. Just contribute to three hours a week and do whatever you want to do in Ohio. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, would that, isn't that awesome? Yeah. I mean, we, I, that's the kind of world I want to live in, yeah. where I'm where I have more freedom to move about and do the things that I would like to do. You know, and we can do that with contributionism. Mm -hmm. We can't do that under the current reign yeah. that we are under, and it is a reign. Trust me, uh, we are not free. You know, we we're not. Uh, we are controlled, and we want to see that just slowly go away, you know, because uh, we're powerful beings, man, and, and you know, uh, we're extensions of the Creator Himself, and in this experience, we're experience, you know, God is experiencing Himself through us, and freedom is the experience I want to have. I don't know about anybody else. I, I would say about everybody wants to be free. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But especially myself. And so and so I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get to that point. Yeah. You know, and, and willing to give of myself and my time and, and whatever it takes. Yeah. Because that's what it's going to take from everybody. You get the willingness to, you know, to to work together, you know, to put down those things that, they, that used to separate us and grasp those things that, that make, you know, the commonalities in us, you know. Because we're all one, one big beautiful family. We just got to remember that, you know. So where can people find out information about this? Well, you can go to um, mbutu.org, you know, www.mbutu.org, planet. You can also go to Mbutu, Kansas City, to what we're doing here. They also, and, but, but, you know, when you go to those sites, you can go, go to them through Facebook. And when you go to those sites, uh, you can also uh, get the blogs that's coming on from the gentleman in Canada that has the little town. He, yeah. Like I say, he posts every week, and so you can keep up with those things. And, and also the things that we're doing, you know, because we're posting and, and we're, we're, we're doing things and coming together. And, I mean, since December, we've, um, we've been just been blowing up and exploding with, with people that are really interested. They really want – people want this, man, because they want to be free, you know. Everybody's tired of the old, you know, the old, the, the, the old paradigm. You know, that's got to go because nobody's happy. And we just want to be happy and we deserve to be happy. And we can do this through, through contributionism. This is just one way. You know? I love it. You know, I, 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 I trusted the universe with my passion and it gave me Ubuntu, you know. So now together we can all work on this together. It's not just yeah. me. It, yeah. Always, you know, whenever I want to do something, it seemed like me against the world. But yeah. now it's the world with me, doing, you know, sharing the same passion. You know, yeah. it's going to make things happen. That's and, nice. uh, yeah, and I love it. I love it. Bunch of wonderful people, and you know that we we that have come together. You know, people from all over. And, uh, yeah, do that, man. You know, say a little prayer for us. We're going to need it. <laughs> We're babies in this. We're just growing. 
All right. Well, there you have it for this episode of the Ectoplasm Show. I'd like to thank once again Kansas City Metaphysical Fair for having us out. I'd also like to thank Pod Bros for allowing us to be on their network. Go to podbros.com to check them out. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Big Rip, Eat Gaff Taped, and who am I missing? Who am I missing? Oh, yeah, there's some podcasts out there that I like to... Uh, we co-collaborate with and whatnot so go check out all of them thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next installment of this in probably about a week where we do some actual sit down readings and the handwriting analysis lady after the handwriting analysis the handwriting analysis is great don't get me wrong but afterwards we get into some information about some of the stuff she's done in the past and it's just uh great interview content so be sure to check that out once it comes out see ya